Hey everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is May 19th, 2021. Well, I have to tell you, I last night had plans to watch KUSI. I wanted to watch KUSI. Yeah. 1045, because Dave told us uh, on Monday's show that they were going to come out, that he had a young man. Am I right? His first name Brandon? No, Cameron. Cameron. I'm sorry, Cameron. Uh, that Cameron was going to uh, DH and play all nine <laughs> positions. And that that story was going to be on KUSI. Do you want to know what I was doing, Dave? Why I missed it live? I hope you were saying you were watching the Padres win that game last night. Uh, I it was, was at the exact same time. I was. I, I did see that. So I can say, yes, I was doing that. And then like a complete idiot, I found myself lost, as I often do, down the rabbit hole known as YouTube. Yes. And I was watching old Piper's Pits. And he does his Piper's Pit with a guy named Frank Williams, who was the guy that came out the singlet every week and got beat. (laughs) And so he does this interview and he's like, you know, I never lose a fight. I never see you win the fight. And then this Frank Williams guy says, hey, I'm a tough guy. And then Piper just beats the snot out of him. Why would anybody ever go on Piper's Pit? He beat the fuck out of everybody. Right. (laughs) But then... The thing that was really funny was right next to it on YouTube, and this is why YouTube's great, is they had a video from like five years ago Yeah, where Piper's just sitting with some guy, and the guy goes, so tell me about that Frankie Williams thing. He goes, oh, <laughs> Jesus. He goes, I asked the guy, where are you from? And he says in the strongest Puerto Rican accent I've ever heard, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> he goes, there's not a goddamn chance you're from Columbus, Ohio. So he's talking about that, and I'm laughing, watching, and all of a sudden I look up, and it's 10.52. I go, damn it. But today, on Twitter, great job, I saw that story. Yeah. I had no idea. Not only did you get that kid playing all nine positions and DHing, that dude giving signals in the third base box might have been the funniest thing I have seen. Dave, that was a great story. Other than you looking like Sean Spicer at that microphone. Oh, my God. But, dude, congratulations to you and everybody on your team. I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed that story. I appreciate that. I loved it. It I was really hard. I loved it. It was really fucking hard to do. <laughs> and people go, what do you mean it's hard to do? Because you have 16 guys in your roster. So Right. It's a numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. And at one time, the coach on the other team tried to bust me, say so I screwed up, and I, and I didn't. And was he so, into it? It's funny you say that. So, again, I don't know how much the guy likes me. We talked before the game. Hilltop, and he, he was, right? Yeah, Hilltop. And he was, you know, nice as can be to me. And we seem to get along when we're not on a baseball field. But the assistant coach knew what was going on and thought it was great. And, um, you know, he's like guy he used to be a neighbor of mine and really good guy. And the umpire, I told the umpire what I was doing and he goes, that's great. And he goes, let's tell the other coach. And I go, ah, don't tell the other coach. I might piss him off. He might take it as disrespect. hundred percent. The kid that did it could play all nine positions. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, a kid that, that stunk that I put him in a position he couldn't play. So we're going about it again. I told the kid who started at third base. I said, look, you're the Guinea pig. I hate to say it after the first inning, you're coming right out. I'm killing the DH, and Cameron's going to – you're out of the game for the rest of the game. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's out, and he's like, all right, I'm good. You know, he's a starting pitcher anyway. He's like, I'm fine. So he's out of the game, and then Cameron goes in and plays third base, gets an out, moves to shortstop, gets an out. But there's so a guy – So wait, where's your shortstop go? He just moved over to third. They just okay. switched spots. 
Okay. And then after the second out, he's going to move to second. Well, there's a guy on first base. Balls hit to second in the air. The guy on first comes off too far. My second baseman doubles him up. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now I got to go back another inning and try and fix this because, uh, yeah, it, dude, it was it's such a such a numbers game. If people go, what are you freaking out? You have seven innings. No, here's the deal. Because of COVID, they have a ten run rule. If you're yeah. up by ten, game's over after five. And I'm like, shit, we scored six in the first two innings. So I'm like, this is going to be one of those 10 run oh. rule games. And KU so, is out there. Oh, there, yeah, they came out and they, the guy was, was great. I, yeah. I, I gave him the piece of paper to follow where he's going to be. So they never lost him. And so when it was his turn to pitch, I had him face one batter, go to second, get the second out there, and then shoot over to first base to get the third out. So we covered that. Then we okay. go outfield, left, center, right, just like we did in the infield. Yep. Caught caught an inning, which that was the one position that he, he's not the strongest at, but he did great. And um, he was done. He was done a couple innings early because the game did go seven. So uh, my first base coach goes, hey, why don't you go coach first? And then I said, I'll let you coach third next inning. And the umpire said, hey, do you want him to umpire one out? <laughs> and I go, dude, if you do that, the coach on that team's going to lose his shit. No. Dude, the answer's that no would there. be – I love that. But so, oh, I guess he can't. Yeah, he's part of that team. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so we're in the last inning. We're up 7 nothing. going, we're going to win. We said, hey, go up to the press box and play celebration by cooling the gang when we get the last out. Well, dude, they score six runs. Oh, and Jesus. they have the tying run on third with uh, two outs to go. And I'm like, fuck. And what's your bench like at that point? It's out. <laughs> I've used everybody. Everybody's out. I got nothing left. Oh, shit. And I'm just going, holy shit. And so... Uh, we uh, we're sitting and running this thing, and we end up pulling out the win. And the kids on the team had to be all in too. It wasn't yeah. just like a Cameron and I decided to do this. We have talked about it for two years, but um, Billy reached out to me, coach of softball yeah. at Point Loma, and he goes, "Hey, I'm going to do it." He goes, "I'm going to do it for one of the girls on my team." I love it. I love the idea, and I thought it was cool. I had one person say to me, "It was a disrespect thing," and I said, I said, "I'm not going to name the person. They aren't a public I would. figure." I know you would, but my point was: look, this is one of those feel-good stories. This, it's called a baseball game, yeah, played by kids. Okay, there's yeah. no disrespect. This kid's a starter and plays all the time for us anyway. It wasn't some guy. If you're going to get upset about that, get upset about the kid that runs the 50-yard touchdown and everybody acts like he really scored. You know, that, if you want to talk about that, you don't do that because it's not disrespecting the game. It's a feel-good story. It's great. You take the kid that's the basketball manager for four years and you let him shoot a free throw. Nobody freaks yeah, out. Calm fire, down. Fire up a three. This was a player that I moved around different positions. Big fucking deal. So anyone that says you disrespected the game or disrespected the other team, I have no time for that bullshit. These yeah. are kids. Sit and, and spin. And no offense to Cameron or any other kid out there, but more than likely, most of the kids who are playing high school baseball in a few weeks will never play another baseball game again yeah, the rest of their lives. of course. And that's the that's how it was. So it was it was a cool situation. It was, it was harder to do than I thought it would be, and the kids on the team all jumped in. It showed a tight-knit group of kids that wanted to see it happen. They're going to remember it forever. Here's what I'm wondering. If you don't say anything, if it's just you guys, Cameron, right, yeah. your team knows it, and KUSI is not out there. Any, I mean, KUSI could just be out filming the game. Yeah, right? they do it all the time. You think that guy from Hilltop really is picking up on the fact no. that he's moving around? One hundred percent would have never figured it out because right. I never have to announce a change. The only time you announce a change is when you bring somebody off the bench. Right. So yeah, he would have never figured it out. But the umpire goes, "Let him. Let's let him know." And as soon as he said that, I was like, "Shit." Yeah. Now we play them again on Friday. I'll let you know if he really was pissed or if it was. Well, pissed. does he have any seniors? I mean, if yeah, he's of course doing, he does. If he's doing it back the other way, you're into it, right? One hundred percent. I think I'm it's all great. for kids having a good time. If, if I'm coaching against you, 
I'm like, all right, let me see this guy pull yeah. this off, right? Let me see him do the math and see it. And then good for the kid. Yeah. I, I Listen, there was a situation, and I get it. It's the NHL. It's completely different. But Ryan Miller, American-born goalie, just completed a 20-year NHL career. Okay. Unbelievable career. Bounced around. Played for a bunch of different teams. If you're a hockey fan, you probably remember him in Buffalo. But about 10 days ago, he played his final home game as a member of the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Wraps up an insane 20-year career. He's not Patrick Waugh, yeah. Marty Bradour, any, Gilles Gilbert. He's none of those guys. Gump Worsley, two great North Stars. <laughs> I love you, John. Caesar Maniago. Bring up Gump Worsley. Yeah. yeah. I love Gilles, how I know who he is. Gilles Melash, none of those. Don Beaupre, none of these former great North Stars. John Casey, Paul Harrison, you get it. <laughs> At the end of that game, the Ducks go and congratulate Ryan Miller. It's awesome. They're shaking hands. They're hugging him, the whole thing. And you know who's sitting there waiting? Every member of the L.A. Kings. And the L.A. Kings, man by man, went and shook hands. We're doing the stick on the ice. They went guy by guy and shook his hand, hugged him, the whole thing. It was outstanding. And those are guys getting paid millions of dollars, competitive. Two teams that legitimately hate each other. other. But there was so much respect for what Ryan Miller had done as a player in this league that at the end, not only were the Ducks waiting there, in an empty arena, in an empty Honda Center, uh, the Kings were sitting there. And, dude, it was one of my favorite things in sports, and it would have been one of my favorite things if Ryan Miller was still in Buffalo and the other team was Ottawa. It didn't matter that it was my favorite team. So, Dave, my point being on that, and and no disrespect to the coach from Hilltop, he probably thought it was cool. I would have told my guys, if this fucking kid pulls this off, and he gets all nine, and he plays first and third, maybe not the celebration part, but all of that, that's pretty cool. And let's go over and not only congratulate the team, but congratulate that kid. That's a pretty fun day, and we were a part that, of it. That's pretty cool. Okay, so because of COVID, there's no shaking of the hands anymore. Uh, well, so then everybody no... give him the finger. So, so the coaches, and get his mom's number. The, the coaches don't shake hands. We kind of just wave to each other across the field. But it was, well, again, I'll know on Friday exactly where they stand, if you thought it was a bullshit move or, or not. But um, overall, uh, the the reception has been fantastic and a, a good. Again, good for Cameron and for his teammates for letting it happen. But I, I hope Billy's able to pull it off at the point Loma. I told him write it out all on paper of what you want to <laughs> do because it goes super fast, man. When you got to make decisions, yeah. and if you fuck it up, you won't have a bench, and all of a sudden you're gonna have a girl playing infield that's never played infield before. Oh, or pitching. Yeah, or pitching something to screw things up. So anyway, that that was. Uh, that was a cool deal. All right, got a got a question for you. Let me hear it. As, as my Lakers are struggling right now. I got a question for you as far as you got the new car. All right, uh-huh. people are excited that you went and got the new car. You didn't buy a used car. You went and got a new car. You, as you told me, you go, it's the first car I've had where I've had to pull the seat up. Yes. Not back. Yes, twice. Okay, so are you, are you, a couple days later, you, any buyer's remorse, you're extremely happy. So funny you say that. I'm Today, I'm heading to lunch. Yeah. This is actually after lunch. There was a two-part equation that happened today. So this afternoon, I go to lunch over in Carlsbad, and I go late. Usually, I try to go by 1 o'clock, 1.15. Today, I don't go till 2. A lot of things going on, fun things, finally. And so I go to lunch. I'm hanging out, and uh, I'm coming back to my car, 
And I realize there is an Asian gentleman, probably in his mid seventies. Yeah, looks like he's probably about five four, and he's kind of slowly walking around my car. And now, as I get to my car, he's standing behind it. So again, smaller man, older man. So I walk up and I said hi, and he goes hey. This your car? So I didn't know if he was like a shop owner and he was mad that I was parked there. I go, yeah. He goes, oh, I like it. Really? It's good. And he goes, "Uh, I'm driving that crappy little uh, Camry over there. So I started laughing. (laughs) That's what he said. Yeah, I started laughing because Davey's got to be in his 70s. Yeah. I said, hey, listen, anything that gets you from point A to point B is pretty good. Yeah. I said, I've had a Camry. Those are good cars. And he goes, uh, he goes, boy, this thing looks pretty new. I go, shit, it's not 48 hours old right now. He goes, uh, did it go fast? <laughs> I go, yeah, goes pretty good. I've been happy with it. And he starts laughing. Yeah. And he goes, all right, see you later. And he walks about 20 yards. And there's a guy sitting at a table, another guy eating tacos, and this guy just sits down and goes back to eating tacos. It was the funniest shit ever. So I'm uh, heading back to the office, and I call my. Are you ex- tempted to give him a ride around the block, show him what it was like. There's a part of me in non-COVID where I would have done it. If he promised you a handy, would you have done it? No. Yeah. Seventies too old. Yeah, a little out of my range. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I call my ex. And uh, I'm telling her this story. I go, God, this guy is so funny. He was so cool. And she goes, so you've had it for two days. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, Dave, I'm telling you the truth. I've never liked a car more than this. And I was saying. Good for you. That last car was, you know, it was the divorce. And man, there were some some tough freaking days in that car. And, And then my sons and I did a bunch of L.A. trips and a lot of fun memories in that. And, uh, but dude, this car just glides. Good. It just hums. And I, I'm not a car guy. Yeah. But it, it. Dude, it's nice having a car that every time you get into it, you're, you're happy to get into it. I'm, I'm really happy. And Good. so, like I said, my, my buddy Pete over at Hyundai, uh, we were talking about the other night. He, he worked with us at ESPN 800 and clear channel. Yeah. And, uh, he's a Costa guy, the whole thing. And he checked in on me yesterday afternoon. He goes, Hey man, I'm just seeing how you're doing. I said, dude, after it was two weeks ago tonight, two yeah. weeks ago tonight when I got hit on the 54 and I said, man, if you would have told me uh, great play, Mookie, <laughs> uh, Mookie Betts playing center field like in Seiko. Dave, rewind that. Watch this fucking play. This guy. <laughs> Jesus Sorry, I had my head down. So you you should have kept it down. But what? Uh, yeah. Watch this. Watch your guy. Your favorite player. Watch this. Got it. It's mine. Oops. Jesus. Come on, Mookie. Catch that. <laughs> Uh, you'll Can't see wait the- till Bellinger comes back. Did he get? Did he get a his leg, amp- a leg amputated? It's his longest broken leg in history. Ever. Uh, sorry, but uh, when you'll see the highlights for that later, Dave and I saw it live. They'll play that on the uh, Sports Center, not Top Ten. And uh- <laughs> Jesus, completely missed the ball. Oh shit, that's got to feel a little embarrassing, huh? But yeah, just to wrap it up, uh, it's great, man. It's just great. And so I, like I said, I didn't know anything about. Hyundai, and everybody just said the same thing to me. Man, how about that warranty? <laughs> I go, yeah, shit. I didn't know anything about it. But 
Uh, they treated me great. Good. And uh, yeah, the car is great. Good Loved deal. It. All right. Big news in radio today. Yeah. Big news in radio. And um, if you haven't heard, our, our buddies, uh, Ben Woods and Paul, they got a contract they extension. They did. Three years, which was super happy for them. I saw you send a note. Yep. I sent a note. I, I was writing to Steve privately just because I wanted to make sure before I said something I shouldn't have said about him signing an extension. But the funniest thing to me on a personal you said, level. You only mentioned Ben and Paul right there. I thought you were goofing around. You're like, oh, friend- did I leave Woods out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Woods is the only one I spoke to. I apologize. <laughs> I thought you I didn't talk to Ben. I mean, here, here's the, the, no, the deal. No, but I thought you were yeah. goofing around. No, no, 100%. Ben and Woods did- and Paul, all three. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So so here you go. So, you know, obviously, you and I are very close to Woods. And we, I think we would say we're very close to Paul, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. And as far as Ben goes, we've known Ben. You've known Ben probably longer than me, over almost 30 years. But I'm not saying I'm friends with Ben. You know what I mean? Like, I don't call Ben. I've never texted Ben or called Ben. Right. Not one of those situations. But as a show, it is hard to do this and hard to be successful in sports right. radio, especially when you don't have the NFL. And to sign an extension and do well like those guys have done, right. you got to tip your hat. I give those guys a, a lot of credit for a couple things. One is they do the show that you and I presented to program directors for years on how mm-hmm. we wanted to do the show where we wanted to take kind of an FM feel, an FM kind of morning show where it does it or hot topics and music and everything that goes with it and mm-hmm. bring it into kind of a combination of our free FM yeah. plus sports show. And we got shot down all the time. And because I think of COVID, it made their show even better. And Ben yeah. and Woods's history of, of not doing sports, I think made the show very good as well. But for those guys, very, very excited. I sent a note out congratulating them like you did. And one guy writes back right away, is this fucking guy, you know, fucking around? And I was like, 100% sincere. You know, oh, yeah. Woods had to tell the guy, too. No, yeah. he's, he's sincere. <laughs> I'm not a dick all the time. No. You know, as Woods says, he's only a douchebag when it comes to baseball. <laughs> I was like, thanks. But overall, no, really excited for these guys. You know, uh, I sent Steve a message because you and I know the path. We know the path that he was on. And when he left, 94.9 was really about the time when we had gotten to know him. Yeah. And then we, our our friendship is developed an extremely good guy and a brother to, to me and Dave. And when I sent him a message today, what I said was, dude, I want you to do one thing today in this moment. I want you to think about all the bullshit that you put up with. Between the time you left 94.9 and where you are today, the way they treated you at iHeart, um, the bullshit that they made you do, running, dude, he was hustling because Bo was on the way. Bo was on the way, and Steve, as the head of the household, right, had to make a, a go of it. Fuck, man, they had him filling in on Rock 105, KGB, filling in on Extra, right? Goddamn, probably doing traffic. Making Denver omelets. He was doing everything. <laughs> and the dipshits over there didn't realize the versatility that they had. Yeah. They didn't recognize and, talent. And he was uh, shocker. And he was frustrated and everything else. And then he went to 1090. And they had put him together with Ben. Remember, it was yeah. Ben and Derek Togerson. And Jesus. And Steve comes in, right? And comes in and is doing his thing, and now you're at 1090, and everything's going well. And then you got to, and he got fucked with over there. Remember, we've talked about it. Steve's talked about it. Different shit dealing with listeners over yeah. there, 
And then all of a sudden, the plug gets pulled on 1090. And goddamn, I don't know how old Bo is at that point. If he's born, he's a baby. And he's going through that. And then all of a sudden, you have to go back to the building where they cut you loose at 94.9. And trust me, that is not no. easy to do because emotions are frayed on your side and on their side. It might be a different station, but ultimately you're under the same umbrella of that management team. And he's gone in there. I remember, Dave, he said, man, I feel like people are looking at me and giving me weird looks, oh, the whole are. thing. And son of a bitch, if those three guys didn't go in and fucking kill it. Yeah. And I just said to him today, I go, dude, I'm so fucking proud of you. I'm so fucking proud of you and and Paul and Ben, all three of you, but especially Stevie, because for him to put up with the bullshit that he did, never quit, never changed his attitude, right? Yeah. I mean, he was hysterical for you and I in private conversations as he kept grinding, but son of a bitch, it pays off for those guys today. Dave, I, I mean it sincerely. I'm so incredibly happy for all three of them. But yeah, I, I don't see Ben as much. Uh, last time I was with Ben was at the barbecue thing. Fuck, we laughed our ass off. We had a great time. Uh, and they just have, I think the thing that I love about those guys is they have such a natural chemistry together. They really are polar opposites in so many ways. But um, I think, listen, I love Elston, right? I'm trying to think of other guys that have worked with Ben. I think Ello worked with Ben for a while, right? Yeah. Dude, I've never heard anybody make Ben laugh like that hardcore, genuine laugh. I mean, Ben laughs at his own shit, which is always funny. But Steve finds that way and makes Ben three-dimensional. And I mean that as a compliment to both guys. No, man, I just... I was so genuinely happy for those three because they're all three incredibly good dudes and they earned it. And uh, and listen, not like Intercom swimming. They're not Scrooge McDuck over there. They're not over there counting fuck you money. Intercom, anybody who's got Intercom stock, you're like, what the hell? You signed who to a contract? But uh, <laughs> But I don't have Intercom stock, so I can be thrilled for my buddies, man. All three of those guys. Paulie Grinds. Fuck, I, Paul found, tracked down Major Garrett and got Major Garrett on this show. I heard that. And and is a regular. I heard that too. Yeah. That didn't go over well. Well, I don't know how we got that number. I'd still like to know, but somehow he made it happen. A little fucking snake in the grass. But uh, I haven't heard Jed Hoyer on that show. I'd like to hear that one. <laughs> but uh, you're a dick. I haven't said one fucking thing, you asshole. Don't put this on me. I just did. You son of a bitch. You walk me down. In my head, I'm already playing out tomorrow how this is going to go. You won't believe what the fuck Dave said. Just fucking Dave. And I'm like, I didn't say shit, but it's going to come back too. to me. You did too. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy for those guys. And I'll tell you the other thing too, man. I'm happy for Johnny Cantera, and I'm happy for... Did they sign too? No. But what I was going to say was... I'm happy for John, and I'm happy for Tony, and I'm happy for Ello. Because you know, those stations are only as good as your morning show. And if they could not find a way, and you got to go to Pat McAfee, right, or or some other syndicated show, dude, nothing, nothing against McAfee, it's just... It's not San Diego. It's not San Diego. Yeah, there's and, always a huge drop when you go to the national shows. People want to hear what's going on locally. Well, I'm really, really happy. You no, know, me too. Uh, I was thinking as you were talking, I can't think of another show 
where I've honestly said, hey, I'm excited for these guys. Yeah. And, is, and, and maybe that says something about me at no, the same I think time. A lot of people feel that way. I, there are a lot of guys in this town where I'm like, fucking guy got an extension. He's worth Shh, shit. Please. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> and I was thinking maybe for the first time, either I'm maturing, but I mean it when I say I'm 100% sincere. Like I was rooting for it. When I knew they were in negotiations. Yeah, we have I for talked a long to, time. I talked to Steve a couple weeks ago at the, the Padre Dodger game, and I was like, how are we doing? You know, because I knew it was coming yeah. up. And he, he gave me some details of where he was. And I was like, man, I really hope this fucking gets done. So when yeah. I saw it got done, I was I was very, very excited. I mean, dude, you got two little kids in a new house. I mean, man, I tell you what, I think of Judd, you know, mm-hmm. poor Judd. Judd got married, had a kid, mm-hmm. bought his dream home. And all of a sudden he's forced to up in his entire family and sell his house in Alpine and move to fucking Illinois. Well, f- fuck thinking about Judd. How about me? We're at Free FM. <laughs> I'm ten we days. Get booted out of town. I'm ten days away from getting married. Yeah, my wife's pregnant with twins, and we got fucked because of that Don Imus. Yeah, deal. that's true. We did. Uh, or at ESPN 800, yeah. where we got fucked. I mean, people get fucked in this business a lot. Good people yeah. do, and when that happens, it sucks. And like I said, man, it is. It's tough across the board in radio. It's tough for intercom right now, but. None of that matters to me. What what matters is three dudes and a show that I enjoy a lot. I love how they do it. And I think Paulie does a great job putting that together. And, and like I said, the chemistry with Ben and Steve is genuine. And, that, and dude, yeah, good on those guys. San Diego was overdue for a little bit of uh, good radio news. And, uh, yeah, for us on a personal level, very, very cool. I will point this out, too. Everyone over there at 97.3 that's kicking ass. At one time, was in the building at thirteen sixty, but they it's didn't recognize the talent. Unbelievable! They didn't it's, recognize what they had yet. They're getting the dog it, shit kicked out of them on a regular basis. Boy, that's amazing. It's too bad Lynn Dawson's not interested in doing a talk show. <laughs> we could get Lynn Dawson and Buddy Bianca Lana in mornings. Fucking Woods would be up Shit Creek, but no paddle, buddy. <laughs> buddy Bianca Lana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. We're about a week away. Don't say shit. If this gets out, you're fired. But I think we got Freddie Patek coming in here. We got, we got Freddie Patek and we got Steve DeBerg. They're going to fucking bring the heat. You're done, shithead. Shithead. Yeah. I was, was going to drop shithead in there. I mean, if you're... If you're a program director and you're looking and you go, everything I touch, and I'm like, no, and they go across the street, swing and a long drive, home run, 97.3. Ah, that's weird. <laughs> Whew. That went hurt a little bit, right? A shot Yoo-Hoo, recharge the batteries. What do you think about Ello? Tony Gwynn. No, 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 no. And here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Goodbye. Fuck you. Be long. God, I felt that one. I fuck. It is so strange that they're directly across the street from each other. Yeah. What do you think about Coach Quintero? Who the hell is going to listen to that show? I got the chance to bring Darren in. And here's the pitch. Quintero gives it a fly to the wall. Goes Smith, looks up, and it's fuck you, 1360. Four nothing, ninety-seven three. That'll be it for Brian Long. No, he'll probably get a fucking extension too. <laughs> that fucking guy can't program a microwave. What a dickhead. 
<laughs> Jason Barrett loves him. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Always writes these articles. He loves Best pro wrestling. He thinks it's cool. What I I tell you, Dave, Jason Barrett here. The only thing missing from Brian Long, guy's brilliant. He needs to show up to staff meetings in spandex. <laughs> Dress like you're those green guys that used to stay by the penalty box for the New Jersey Devils game or come to one meeting with Tiger Speedos on and a big wig like your Jimmy Superfly Snooker. The staff will love it. And they'll run through a wall for you. Jason, it's the end of the road. What? It's the shittiest business of all time. Oh, my God. It's the shittiest business of all time. And they survive, man. They're surviving. They're grinding. How horseshit's tomorrow's show going to be? They're locked in for three years. Yeah. They're not going to do anything. Be late. Everyone's going to be late. They're going to be late. <laughs> the book Scott Lewis. Oh, my God. Did you, so, i got to ask you, since I haven't talked to you since the last show, Padres win again. 3 nothing today over Colorado. Mm-hmm. Okay, they get to back. They get Hosmer back. Mm-hmm. Basically, everything's uh, rolling, right? The Padres are looking really good right now. Had an amazing week with all those guys that were out. Mm-hmm. They kept winning. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of guys are like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" <laughs> yeah, right. And and you're going, "Oh my god, these reminds you of the day. This reminds you of the time when the Padres had these shitty lineups for years." Yeah, and you're going, "Man, they just got better." And you just got Tatis back. You got yeah. Hosmer back. You're like, "This Myers is, is coming back." Yeah, and and unfortunately, you know, uh, Kella gets uh, Tommy John surgery. You lose yeah. him for the year, and so you go, "Well, that kind of hurts the bullpen." But at the same time, this Padre team is really good, except for one major person that is killing this team. Uh, left field, left field, and yeah. did you see last night, dude? Uh, I've I seen mean, last it, night. I've seen the whole fucking time he's yeah. been here, dude. It's is it time to DFA him? Well, if you if you can DFA Poolholtz, yeah. Like, uh, listen, Poolholtz goes down, signs with the Dodgers. Man, is anybody? I don't know. Is anybody calling Tommy Fam? If it if the phone rings, you can't even say he's a good guy. Right, I mean, he's. Well, the, I don't know oh, that. No, oh, he's not, dude. He's, he's that guy. He's the guy we were talking about the other day when since he's been here, so from day one with the complaining about the trade, complaining about money. It's just enough. He doesn't produce. Tommy Pham doesn't yeah. produce, and yet you feel like you got to play him because he was a, the big part of that trade. Yet we stole Cronenworth in that deal. It's amazing how things worked out. But Tommy Pham is a guy that's in the fucking way. It's almost like having two yeah. pitchers bat in the lineup. And as good yeah. as this team is, ten games over five hundred. Tommy Pham is in the fucking way. Yeah. He, I uh, mean, how long do, do Padre fans have to put up with this shit? I would think, I mean. 182. God damn. He just, uh, you know, David, just, it reminds you when you watch that, right? And we saw him in, we saw him in St. Louis. We saw him in Tampa. You yeah. remember who he was. For me, man, I watched that and you go, God, this game's, this game is a dirty SOB, isn't it? Yeah. Dirty SOB because it just it just reminds you how quickly all of that goes away, and you go, dude, it just has to suck. But I think I look at it and you go, yeah, man, there there has to be there has to be a better option at this point. As you're sitting here in the middle of the May, and it's all it's not getting better. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you going to go with Profar? No. Every I, day and left? Or are you going to you go Cronenworth, mix Cronenworth in and left, and try to get more bats for Kim? This is where you make a trade. 
Yeah, you might have to, you right? Make, you make a trade. And look, I understand the Cubs are, are 21 and 20 right now, but we all know they aren't going to resign Chris Bryant. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can you Chris, imagine? Well, that's why I said it. Because yeah. Chris Bryant's going to be traded to somebody. Yeah. Why not the Padres? Why not bring him back here? He went to college at USD. The guy is having a fantastic year. He, Did he's the off Cubs to a take fam in that deal? I don't think they take fam. You're going to have to trade someone in the minors. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're going through the whole rebuilding process. You going process. fam and Camposano? No, they aren't doing that. You can get more than that for Chris Bryant. I mean, the guy has 10 home runs hitting over 300. He's hitting 309. Hey, He's listen, having a good Jack, year. Jack, listen to me, okay? How about you save the dance, all right, friend? You're hemorrhaging funds. So I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> Go ahead. Camposano uh, is now off the, off the board. Because oh, you waited too long? You waited too long. <laughs> I'm the one pulling the springs, strings here, not the springs. And I'll tell you what, you talk to me in that tone again, I'm putting you on speaker. I'm not even going to show you the common courtesy of holding this phone next to my ear. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've watched your team. I guess it's fun, right? It's fun. Leaving candy out there in the field, silly. Like it. I'm going to give you, uh, I'm gonna give you Reggie Lawson. I haven't given you Camposano anymore. He's off the board. I'm going to give you... A, Reggie Lawson, starting pitcher, coming off Tommy John surgery, but he'll be good in two years. And uh, tell you what, I'll give you two guys from prospects. Tell you what, let's take Reggie Lawson off too. I'm going to give you fam. <laughs> I'm going to give you fam, and I'm going to give you two guys from my prospect list, 20 through 40. Because Bryant's walking, and – we got a pretty good farm system. Fam, you're only going to have to pay him a little bit. Who knows? Maybe he gets to Wrigley, just change the scenery, helps him out. Plays the Cardinals all the time. You know him. He's a competitor. <laughs> Plays with that red ass. I'll give you a fam. And uh, two guys, 20 through 40. What do you say? You like that, kid? No. What do you mean no? What else do you have on the table for Brian? Well, you got to think the Padres aren't the only team calling. There are other well, teams that are going to be calling to get Chris uh, Bryant. Well, you and I have been on the phone for five minutes, and guess what I haven't heard? Yeah, that but, beep let me know that you got a call waiting. Nobody's calling. Please. I don't think the beep is there anymore in the call waiting. It's still There's there. There's no click-click. You don't you hear can't, that anymore. You can't afford the upgraded phone system. Have you looked at your books? Did you hear what I said? You're hemorrhaging cash, Hoyer. Let's go. Let's get this done. We'll write a press release. And then uh, we'll all run down to Harry Carey's, get lunch. <laughs> Shit, I'll buy. I'll buy and cover the tip. Just you show up down there. Tell me again how you're not Theo. I get it. To your club now, I get it. But let's get this done. Two guys, two of my best prospects from 25 through 70. <laughs> and Tommy Pham. We got a deal? Write it. Write it down. No. Fuck. No. Look. All right. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what, pretty boy. When you call me back in two weeks, guess what? Fam's still in the deal. You're taking his You're fucking taking ass. ass. Dude, Tommy Fam honestly looks like whenever they put the camera on him in left yeah. field, looks like he's crying. He looks like Frankie Williams. Looks- that guy who got this shit beat out of him by Piper. He, he looks like he's straight out just crying. Yeah. And I'm like, I think he's crying. Every time I look at him. 
Dude, he's he's just nothing there. There's nothing there. Look, fucking uh, Woods works for the Padres station. He's not going in there. He has security of three years. He needs to start this whole thing. And then everyone's going to go look at a rock star GM. Yeah. If you brought Chris Bryant here, that'd be oh, amazing. Could you imagine? Dude, I like that a lot. Think about it. You would have, let's say you had Tatis leading off. You got Grisham. You got Machado. You got Chris Bryant. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And then Myers. Yeah. This is, I'm not even sold on Myers anymore. No, but I'm saying when you yeah. put him down, I mean, down at the bottom of that lineup. I'm just saying, you add you add Bryant, whose numbers are, are better than anyone you, the Padres have. Leave him at second base. Bryant's no, going to left field. No, I'm saying in the lineup where you oh. put him. Dude, I'm a huge Cronenworth fan. I think you could bet Cronenworth almost anywhere in that lineup. It yeah. does, he, dude, he seems comfortable wherever you put him. Yeah. But you got you still would have your left-handed bats of Cronenworth and Grisham and Hosmer. Yeah. You know, you're going to be okay. Did you mention Machado? Hey, yeah, Machado. Okay. I said, let's say you went to Tease leading off, then you had Grisham, then you had Machado, and then you have Bryant. Those top four guys. Shit, man. Yeah. Pretty goddamn solid. Pretty solid. And I tell you what, man. Don't think this fucking Dodger team is going to be happy with just A.J. Pollock sitting there fucking with his bad hamstring. They might be the guys that jump in. You can't let the Dodgers jump in and take Chris Bryant. You do that, and now you put Meyer, or uh, you go Hosmer, right, at five. Then you go Cronenworth at six. Myers at seven. Nola slash Caratini at eight. God damn. See? See what we just did there? See what we goddamn did? <laughs> Tell me again how five bucks a month is too much. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh. He's going somewhere. Might as well come here. Well, this is I, the year. I think, too, what you do is you start working the Cubs over right now. Right? Yeah. You start working them over right now. And, and he's going to be like, Hoyer's going to be like, I need Robert Hassel. You don't need shit. You need to pull your head out of your ass. That's funny you say that, man. I love Robert Hassel. Like, everything I yeah. like about this kid, I like. Like, for me, I would say the two guys, and I don't know the Padre farm system like some of you, Hassel would be off and say it was C.J. Abrams. I wouldn't trade either one of those guys. Everyone else i got to think about. Gore's not going. I don't think they'll trade Gore. No. Also, Gore doesn't bring back what he once would have brought back. Right. But, I mean, but Brian's walk away, so you're you're dealing with that. Yep. But I like the idea of going for it. I do, too. you got to. I mean, you you haven't had an opportunity to go for it that many times in 53 seasons. And Bryant's been there. Yeah. Bryant's a winner. Yeah, I, I would I would go after that. Because I'm trying to think of who the who the Giants have in left right now. I don't think Yastrzemski's playing got, out left. No, right? no, they got like Dickerson. Right. Eh, I think they kind of like The Giants know this isn't their year. The Giants aren't going to make any big trades. I yeah, can't they're not going to go get a walkaway free agent. You're right. I mean, you've been talking about it for a year, about where the Giants stand financially and what their plans are. They're, yeah. they, they're as shocked as anybody they're doing what they're doing right now. I'll tell you the other thing. The last couple of days, goddamn Bud Black cannot buy a break in baseball. Oh, he can't. He was here putting up with all that shit, and he heard, hey, we're going to start. I mean, I think by the time he was let go, they had not started to develop the farm system. I think the farm system started to develop, if I remember right, during the Andy Green era. But goddamn, when I'm watching Bud last night, and he's shuffling off yeah. to the third base dugout in his rocky starter jacket. And about four pitches later, his guy just airmails one, nuke Lelouch, and game's over. <laughs> Bud's got to just be walking up there just going, what the fuck? What the fuck am I watching here? Shiminy cricket. Yeah. Right? 
how much horseshit baseball do I have to see in this ballpark from my own team? It doesn't matter if I was fucking over there or right fucking here. <laughs> you think Bud's cussing like that? God damn it. Sworn up a storm. Is there anything worse than knowing it's May and you aren't going to make it after this year? I tell you what, Dave, I've heard a lot of stories about guys that were born with a horseshoe up their ass. None of them are named Harry Black. Fuck me. That guy has seen so much bad baseball in that park from his own teams. God damn. You know what, Dave? I had such a cush job. I was a goddamn pitching coach. And here comes old Jed Burns. Don't, don't, no, who was it? Josh Burns. Yes. Wasn't he the one who hired him or did Hoyer? I think it was Hoyer who hired him. I think him. Hoyer did, I right? think Hoyer hired him, and then it was Preller that fired him. Yeah, Alderson was here. Yeah. Well, goddamn. It wasn't good. I yeah. liked Bud. I, as a person, I like You do, no. too. I know you do. No, you know what? Fucking Towers hired Bud. Oh, that's right. Tires, uh, Towers hired Bud. Yeah. That's right. Holy shit, man. God shit. damn. Dude, it's funny as you're telling that story. I know this guy, and every time he tells a story, he doesn't realize he's doing it. It's like his his tick. Like, you, you always talk about things that you fall into. Like, for me, I say 100% a lot. I know you went through the 100% yep. phase. I mean, every time you say it, like, fuck, man. Did I just say 100%? Yeah. Um, But the guy always tells a story. And, and no matter what, it always goes the same way. He'll go... Man, so I'm running late to a meeting. I park my car. I'm not sure if I need to put money in the meter, but I say, fuck it, run across the street, and I get pulled over for a jaywalking ticket. Fuck me, right? Every story ends with fuck me, right? That's Bud. Bud's sitting there going, Yes. I was offered the Dodger job. I turned it down because I wanted to spend time with my girls, and I ended up with the Padres and Rockies. Fuck me, right? I mean, that's right. a, that's, that's 100% going to be Bud Black every time yeah. you talk to him about his managing career. Right. He was pitching coach for the Angels. Yeah. Just hanging out, living in Rancho, driving up, going, I don't think CJ has it tonight. It's going to be a bullpen game. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be close to home. God damn, I'm going to have the chance to watch Vinny Castilla every night. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> Scott Coolbaugh. You see what he did to John Gray the other day in game one? No. He's getting rocked. Hey, you're going to sit out there. We aren't coming to get you. And this wasn't his day, and he's just like... John Gray's looking over like, you can come get me? We aren't doing shit. Yeah. You stay out there. We're going to see how many you're going to give up tonight. Stay out there, <laughs> hot shot. John Gray, if you follow his story, if you look at him, you wouldn't recognize him now from like three years ago when he was much bigger. Yeah. He said he was so depressed playing for the Rockies that he's just e not eating for like three straight days. The day before his start, the day of his start, and the day after. I'm like, this guy needs to leave Colorado now. He's having a breakdown. He can't stand it anymore. Let's go get him too. Dude, I tell you, that guy's going to be good for another team. Imagine yeah. if you had John Gray in the same rotation with uh, Garrett Cole. If the Yankees oh. went out and made a move. Yeah. Dude can fucking play. By the way, right. there's another no-hitter tonight. Yeah, another one? Six. Corey Kluber threw one today. Dude, I, I was just going to bring up Kluber. Okay. I was just going to bring up Kluber and go, dude, Kluber like is an interesting story for the Yankees. I had no idea threw a no-hitter yeah. tonight. Number six. So the Major League Baseball is on pace for like 20 no-hitters this year. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I you still like happy it. about Musgroves now that everybody gets one? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love Java Joe. <laughs> Fuck, he was humming again today. This team, uh, it's fun, man. I tell you, I, I was just I'm watching that Rockies team and 
and I didn't see anything from today. I just yeah. heard a little bit of Agler and uh, and Junior, and they were just saying you know, Joe was humming. But damn, Dave, I mean, you watch Colorado or some of these other teams, you're like, I don't feel sorry for those teams. We lived that here for a long time. No, I don't. Okay, so here we go. We brought this up when this hire happened, and this involved one of the teams that you follow in the Minnesota Twins. Okay. But Tony La Russa, we all ah. said this is a terrible hire. Yeah. And because you look at <laughs> what the White Sox are with young guys having but a good time. But they're in first. They're in first, but there's issues. Oh, I think. Yeah, I mean, major fucking problems. Like, this is worse than I thought it would be already. It gets worse every day. It gets worse every fucking day. And uh, here's the deal. I think we're going to honestly look back at Tatis, not only a great career, but also the guy that changed the unwritten oh, rules. Oh, I love that. I think you're right. You know? I think a lot of – but listen, nobody in on that team should say anything about La Russa, starting with Tingler. Tingler, Hosmer, all those guys. Remember, they were all really, really quick to point the finger at Tatis. Yeah. So I give them all credit. They all owned up to it and said, hey, listen, you know what? Yeah, we'll put the horns on, but – but they played a little bit of the Tony La Russa game in that dugout too. I, I say, I mean, I love they the did. pods, but and I'll tell you this too: as a lifetime Twins fan, they can shut the fuck up. <laughs> there is nothing more bullshit than fucking Rocco Baldelli. You got a lot bigger fucking problems than your position guy throwing forty-seven miles an hour and the guy hitting it like it's a fucking Callaway driver. Yeah, that's for you, Jason Finley. Love you, brother. Um, <laughs> He hit the fuck out of that ball. And there isn't jack shit that Rocco Baldelli or anybody on that fucking Twins team should say. And when they asked him about it, Rocco should have said the same thing. Have you watched this this year? Our problem was not that home run. Our problem is entirely who we are. Yeah. I said early when the Twins were picked, I said, I don't see it. There, what am I missing that everybody else is seeing on the Twins? But as somebody who grew up loving that team, like I love the pods, they can fuck off. They don't have jack shit to cry about. You throw a fucking pitch, the guy's allowed to hit the ball as far as he fucking wants. Couldn't agree more. And I have no problem with what the White Sox did. I thought that kid's attitude after the game was funny as shit. I thought Lance Lynn today was funny as shit. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson I thought was funny as shit. And it beat the team that I've loved the longest of any team in my life. I couldn't care less. Because if the Twins had the chance to do it against the White Sox yep. and they did it and La Russa started crying, I'd say, fuck you too. Give me a goddamn break. It's competition. You Don't just walk off the field. Yeah, don't disrespect the game to the fans. Because right. you could, as you said, walk off the field. That's your choice. Yeah, say, if, hey, you know what, guys? This isn't our night. And uh, let's just get out of here, not get anybody hurt. And we'll, cut. we'll just forfeit. Yeah, we're waving the white flag. You we're throw done. a 47-mile-an-hour pitch up there, save it. Exactly For Christ's right. sake. For La Russa to take the twin side was was awful. For his veterans like Lance Lynn to turn on him, to basically say, hey, fuck Dude, my coach. I, For Tim Anderson, who's who's a great player, to basically say, fuck our coach, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Dude, you lost the locker room, La Russa. You La lost Ru it. He, I swear, his quote today was one of my all-time favorite sports quotes, and it'll be the one that walks him down the plank. When Lance Lynn said... In my time, the more I play, the more the unwritten rules go away, and you have to play the game to win. And they said that to La Russa. They said, what do you think? And he said, well, Lance has a locker, and I have an office. And I said, that's what I'm talking about, Tony. Jesus. Double down. Double down. <laughs> Dumb fuck. <laughs>
<laughs> you old goat. You old dude, fossil. Dude, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. dude, it was like, hey, Tony, why don't you go in the in the twins' uh, locker room? Yeah, why don't for the you come over and have a steam? Yeah, <laughs> why don't you go over there? Because you're definitely on the side of those guys. That you're okay. That guy's throwing fastballs at your guy. Yeah, and, and you're defending what the twins are doing. Hold on a second, man. And again, going back to T Steel, the three and zero Grand Slam last year against the Rangers. Right. Hey, I'm all as a guy that likes entertainment and sports, which I'm sure most of us do. Yeah. Fuck these unwritten rules. Right. And it's been a major problem. I have a major problem with uh, Pilari getting drilled in the face and how the pitcher can't walk 60 feet and, and at least, dude, it got away from me. What, all of a sudden, is that why is that frowned upon? Yeah. Dude, you almost ended that guy's life. Well, and if you saw, did you see Pilari yesterday? Yeah, he looked like shit. But did you see what he said? He goes, I've talked to this kid twice since yes, then. He goes, accidents happen. He goes, I'm more worried about him. They always do that. They always yeah. reach out to the player uh, off the off the field. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with showing any kid or anyone that's watching going, right. that's not in the spirit of the game for me to drill the guy in the face with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Right. I wasn't trying to do that. And Pilar said, I've talked to him twice. I'm worried about him. Yeah. It happens. You play the game. It happens a long time. But, no, I think uh, – Listen, if if you're playing in the NFL and you're up 42 to nothing and there's 15 seconds left in the game and you go five wide and you go from a uh, shotgun and you throw a touchdown pass through the game, okay, that's probably fucked up, you know? Yeah. But in the NHL, if you're up four nothing and they pull the goalie, Fucking shoot it on the net. Yeah. Four nothing to five nothing. Hey, don't pull the fucking goalie if you don't want me to score. NBA, last couple of you know, seconds, you're up by twenty five. Yeah, you probably don't need to do a tomahawk slam. Yeah. But in baseball, uh what what am I supposed to do? Yeah, right? Go like choke way up and just try to ding one over the infield? Fuck what am I, yeah, why should I ruin my batting average? Yeah. You're, you're gonna fucking throw it up there, I'm gonna swing it. Yeah, you don't want me to hit home runs. Don't put a fucking catcher into pitch. Exactly. <laughs> 47 miles an hour. 47. Hey, Nana, nice pitch. <laughs> no, I, I tell you what. I was lucky enough to grow up watching a lot of good players yeah. on those teams that were not very good, whether it was Rod Carew, Harmon Killebrew, Lyman Bostock, right? Some yeah. of my favorite guys. Larry Heisel. Those teams that won the World Series, whether it was Gaetti, Brunanski, Herbeck, any of those guys, Kirby Puckett, dude, I love those teams. None, I, you could not convince me that any of the guys I just talked about, including my all-time favorite twin, Butch Weiniger, you cannot convince me that any of those guys watching that said, oh, for God damn it. <laughs> and what's the matter, Butch? That goddamn guy, Fuck. Goddamn 15, and he's swinging away. Fuck. Well, don't they have a catcher pitching? Hey, what goddamn side are you on? Why don't you go call your sister? Get the hell out of here. God damn it. Is the dad a catcher? No. There's nobody on that fucking team that would say it. And, and I'm so disappointed in Rocco Baldelli. Yeah, I was too. To, uh, uh, you know, I didn't, we didn't like it. Yeah, I don't like your fucking record. <laughs> so where are we at now? Where are we at now, asshole? <laughs> no shit. 
Not this time. Yeah, where are we at now, dipshit? (laughs) Dude, I'd be like, are you out of your fucking mind? You're out of your mind. You were picked to win this division, and you're dead last. And you're worried about that home run? It didn't change anything. You didn't go from being 20 games out to 30 games out because of the home run. The guy just kicked you one more time in your little nuts. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. And then the uh, the twin announcers... Oh, I don't know about that one. Uh, what fuck? Uh, fuck you. I don't like your record. 100% right. Right? You're right. Fuck me, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Dan Williams, want to mention Dan. Dan, again, the two-minute Tuesday yesterday, he did something. For that, me. That's what I was getting to. He completely talked about what Jeff talked about on the show the other day, but yet he made it smart. Dan's yeah, your so guy. What do you mean by that? I'm just saying he's a professional. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. Look, it's worth your time right there. Go to YouTube. Check out Dan Williams. His Borrow Smart 2-Minute Tuesday. Find out what he was talking about when it comes to buying a car. Dan, most importantly, wants to help you with your finances, help you get out of debt, help you get out of the rental market, buy a home. Dan's the guy you need to talk to right now, especially everything that's going on with taxis and what you're going to do with your refund. Don't waste any more time. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Well, you better get your goddamn finances in line, kid. Because I'm not sure you heard the report that came out. Dave, the median house price in San Diego, median, uh, is $870,000. Holy cannoli. As they say. In, in Italy? Yes. Holy cannoli. 870000 Just think about, so you can figure out the numbers, that's the equivalent of how many people on Twitter hate Dave's fucking guts. That's true. 870000 Now everybody's like, that's a lot. <laughs> Must be a lot. Man, you, you want to buy a house for that much? You better figure out what's your credit. Uh, well, you know what? Hey, I hit a couple of rough patches. Right now I'm at 660, but I'm eight. Come on. Come on. Save it. All right. What do I do? 858-688-6813. And if you want to buy a car, I just want to say this, Dave. I know you're feeling good about yourself, what you did for Cameron yesterday, and you should. It's a great story. But when you look at the Two Minute Tuesday videos, yeah. I think the score is four things that Dan's done for Jeff. Yes. Zero for you. That's 100% right. Thank you. That's correct. Don't forget, Brian Kerr is your guy. Jeff just told you how much the medium house is for a person in San Diego. It's insane. It's not only like that in San Diego. It's all over the country. But I'm sure you'd love to be one of those guys that say, I own a house. And so how yeah. can you own a house? Brian Curry is the guy to help you sell your house and move into a new house. So many people see the value of their home right now, but they're wondering, okay, I sell it, but where am I going to move to? How is it going to work? Brian Curry is the guy that can walk you through the entire process. Again, he's been doing this for a long, long time. He's the one we trust the most. You need to trust as well. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Boy, when you have that kind of equity in your property, and I think when we're talking about median house prices in San Diego, that's for the entire county. So think about if you happen to be in Encinitas, if you're in East County by the Kana family in Poway, uh, you come out to East Lake, you go down to Coronado, man, there are places everywhere where the housing uh, prices are even higher. 
So maybe it's time. We talked about this on Monday night. Have your kids gone away to college and now all of a sudden that four-bedroom house that you had is feeling a little big, feeling a little empty? We'll put that equity to work for you. But as Dave said, where do you go? Where do you go? And where can you find a place that'll let that money work for you? Man, nobody knows the answers more than Brian Curry. I would give Brian a call tonight. Let him know your current situation. And even if you are a first-time home buyer and you're going, can I find a place when the median uh, house price is eight seventy? Uh, you might not be able to, but Brian can. Give him a call and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Taylor made pools. You need to call Alan Taylor, build that perfect pool. We told you the other night, Alan's calendar is busy as shit. And we told you that, look, you should have called Alan a long time ago. So many people are realizing how great it is to have a backyard that is just for you, where you have the pool, you have the jacuzzi, so many other things that you can add that makes your backyard a staycation. Alan Taylor's number, Taylor May Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I think a lot of people have gotten used to the way we have lived our lives for the last 14, 15 yep. months. And I think a lot of people are looking at it and saying, hey, my boss is going to allow me to work from home even as the state gets opened up and I'm going to stay here. And I don't have to deal with the commute and I don't have to deal with gas. I don't have to deal with dry cleaning bills or anything else that's going on. And you know what? Even though concerts are coming back, I don't really know. I, I don't feel like I missed it. I can stay home, watch the Padre games with Don and Mud, so yeah. I don't really miss that. Every movie seems to be streaming, and all of a sudden you're looking at your bank and you go, damn, I'm keeping a lot of money in here. And then you look at that backyard and you go, why the fuck did I buy a trampoline? God damn it. Jesus Christ. The only goddamn thing that happens with that trampoline are those goddamn Medi kids come over here, bounce on it all goddamn day long, making that squeak noise, and it give me a goddamn headache. I tell you what, I'll tell you what we're going to do, uh, Vera. We're going to throw that goddamn trampoline out of here. We're going to call TaylorMade Pools. Because even if Medi brings his kids over, or Coronado Pete, you know what? The sound is splashing, having fun. Marco Polo is a lot better than that bullshit squeaking. Dave, what the fuck is that number for tailor-made pools? I got to get on that guy's calendar. It's easy. 619-449-4452. Kyle Flukers, who you need to talk to again when it comes to your website. If you're thinking of building a website or you need to repair it, you know if you need to repair it. Let's be honest. Are you getting the hits that you expected to get? If you aren't, make sure you call Kyle Fluger. Talk to him about Chris Bryant coming to the Padres. He loves talking Cubs talk. <laughs> yeah. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Figured out our new site. You got one? Yeah, it's been a while. But we're going to make some money. Now, this is going to have to be behind a paywall. I know all of you are dying because we charge you $1.25 a week. Sorry for that. (laughs) But we got a new one, and the entry fee is going to be $25 a month. Okay. But you know what our site's going to be, Dave? Where are they now? I love it. And not only is it going to feature some of our favorites that we've talked about in the past, whether it's Jacqueline Smith, Catherine Bach, Linda Carter, Pam Greer, and others. But we know what you sick bastards want. You want to know what the hell does Barbara Dare look like today? <laughs> well, we're going to find her, and we're going to put a picture up of there. And shit, I don't know. We may even catch up with her. See if she has any summer barbecue tips for you. 
Whereartheynow.com. Coming. Somebody probably owns that already, but we don't care. Flugs knows the strings to pull, so we're going to own it. Dave, right now, when if I said to you, 80s porn star, 90s porn star, where you'd go, I'd be most fascinated to know what she looks like today, <laughs> your answer would be? Oh, that's a funny question. God dang. I'm trying to think. Who, who would stand out? Candy um, samples? <laughs> There used to be a time back in the day yeah. where I knew like everybody, right? You well, know, I was I, still... like no one's coming to my head all of a sudden. The first one I thought about was Tara Patrick because we told Tara Patrick's story. Yes, the other day. I like that's a good one. Thanks. All right, well, Flugs and I'll track her down and for twenty five bucks. Uh, you'll get to see what she looks like now. Oh God, you know it's funny, man. We do these stupid talks, and I I was talking about Marilyn Chambers. Yeah. And I looked at Marilyn Chambers and didn't realize she was dead. Oh. And you're like, son of a bitch. Rest in peace. A lot of Godspeed. them, dude. A lot of them. I like wrestlers. Wrestlers and porn yeah. stars dropped dead. John Conniff would like us to look up Jan Smithers. Jan Smithers. I'll find her, Conniff. God damn it. <laughs> He's the only one calling Alan Taylor for Jan Smithers' pool. Yes. You know, those crazy East County kids in Poway. Loves it. Uh, yeah, all right, we'll put it together. But but Flugs and I are building that website. It's coming this fall. 25 bucks, start saving your money. I like it. All right, how old are they and how much they're worth of going May 19th? We got four of them. Okay. Two of them aren't with us anymore. Oof. First one's Malcolm X. Malcolm X, he's not with us anymore. He's not. Man, this is... There's only 39 when he passed. Oh, that helps. Do you um, know the year? So you might not figure out the math. Relatively close, 39... Uh, 60s were crazy when you look at all these right. people that were assassinated. Right. So that's, well, shit, that's 50. I'm going to say he's 97. 96. Damn. 96. This is where it gets wild. How much money was he worth? Such an impact that he made, right? But did it, did it mean anything in the old pocketbook? Now, this is the time of his death, how much he had, okay? Ooh, so okay. a lot of times we do these, and it's how much the state's worth now. But this well, is what came Well, different time then. I'm going to say $4 million. Really, all the way back then? Yeah. Only $150,000. But back in the 60s, that's a shitload of money. Yeah, I thought My he... parents bought a house in Beverly Hills for 19000 in the 60s. God, that... Uh, damn, how about that? Yeah. How about that? Uh, yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Andre the Giant. Get out. <laughs> I love it. Dude, Hulk Hogan tells the funniest story about how... Andre the Giant hated Macho Man. Yeah. Macho Man would always put baby oil on, and Andre hated it. No baby oil! Out! Dude, he got here. It's so funny. Tell that story. Dude, Macho Man, hey, no baby oil. It's fucking great. See if you could go around to work one day just doing only speaking like Andre the Giant would. See how that would go. Or Macho Man. Or Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Any of those yeah, three. right? Go ahead. Jan and Dean. <laughs> it's a little late. Hey, come on. I didn't come here for a record. Boo. It's <laughs> 100% for Josh Rosenberg, who hates that sick, twisted bit more than anybody. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, congratulations to Rosie. Second second daughter on the way. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. You reached out to me today. I had no idea. Oh, man. Our guy. Congratulations, Rosie. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Love that. Love that guy. Love that family. Okay. Who was it? Andre, Andre the, the Giant? Giant. Yes. Boy, this is going to... We're all going to feel old right now. I'm going to say the Giant would be 71. 75. Damn. Um, Died at 47. God, he's been gone that long? Yeah. Shit. Um, 10 million. Exactly right. Mm. Exactly right. All right, Kevin Garnett. Oh, wow. I can do this one. Um, this one was weird because I, I literally covered Kevin when he first got in the NBA. And, um, and I think like he's 43. 45. 45? Dude, I remember when he was a kid. Yeah. And I remember Christian Leitner screaming at him to hurry the fuck up because all the media wanted to talk to Kevin Garnett. And Christian Leitner didn't like the fact that everyone was talking to this high school kid. I think he's about two hundred and forty million. It says one hundred and twenty, but I think your he, number is better. He's got to be. He. Yeah, I think your number is better. Yep. Didn't make any sense. I love Garnett. All right, last one on here. This one kind of surprised me. Michael Che from Saturday Night Live. Oh, dude, I like him. Pretty underrated, I think. Yeah. Forty-two. Thirty-eight. Okay. Uh, Six million. $4 million, which that surprised me too because you always hear SNL only pays about 100000 a year. Yeah. And yet he's Dude, I worth like $4 million. Dollars. I like those guys. I like uh, Colin Jost too. I thought when Michael Che first started, it was going to be a rough run, but he pulled it together. Yeah. He's funny. All right. Here we go. Five random questions. Okay. These are all things I wrote while the show was going on because he showed up early. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. <laughs> what part of your life do you feel like you're most in control? Uh, shit. That is great. That's one of my all-time favorites. That is great. Um, hmm. Probably the only one where you go, yeah, I'm in control is when we're here. Yeah. This part. That's a good point. Yeah. I I didn't think about that. I think you're 100% right. Um, I don't feel like the rest of it is as chaos- as it probably was during a two-year window. But I would say, yeah, this yeah. part right here. I'm with Which you. Just fine with me. Would you say the same? I would. I'd agree. I was trying to think, is it on a baseball field or as a parent? It's I think as best. a parent, you're really not. Well, it might be your most enjoyable part, but it's you really have so little control. You have more yeah. worry, I think, as a parent than anything else. Yeah, and it's funny as shit. Like I said, I, would, I, just, I hope anybody that has to go through a divorce, man, I hope you have the opportunity to have a relationship with your former husband or wife like I have with mine. It's so goddamn funny. And she was ready to strangle my son today because we just got him phones and the fucking guy drops it today and cracks the screen. Now, in fairness to him, it was her former phone and I thought she, I have an otter case on mine and, and you drop this thing and you're fine. So maybe she and I take a little responsibility for it, but I swear to God, you could have an otter case on it. This fucking guy would figure out some way to crack it. I mean, listen, any of you with teenagers, you get it. It's not solely to these two shitheads, but <laughs> but they just they just find a way to fucking get into it all the time. So yeah, she was all raging about that today. It was pretty goddamn funny. All right, here we go. Second question. Have mm-hmm. you ever gone to a five-star restaurant or stayed in a five-star resort? Oh, I have to think about that. You and I were in a suite at the Mandalay Bay. That, was, that had to be that's pretty what I was close. Saying. Is that considered five-star? 
I mean, we're we're in a separate area of the Mandalay Bay, and we had our own suite each. That had to be pretty close. And then I'm trying to think. I mean, Dave, I don't know. I mean, any of those downtown, right? Whether I mean, I don't know about Donovan's, right, or Fleming's, or Morton's, or Ruth's Chris. I mean, Ruth's Chris treated us pretty yeah. nice on a couple of nights. I mean, probably like that. Um, but I don't know. Like, my kids wanted to watch the movie Pretty Woman the other night. Yeah. So you watch it. There's part of it you forget, like Julia showing her boobs and stuff. You forget all that happens Does in it? that movie. Yeah. I didn't know that. But there's, I got to go back. But there's like a scene in there where he takes her to this dinner with a business rival, and it's the whole shrimp fork, salad fork, the whole thing. I don't think any, oh, you know, Godfather's got to be pretty close. Godfather and Claremont Mesa's got to be pretty close. But um, but I don't, I don't think anybody really in our in our family, Ruth's Chris is great. That's meant a lot to us over the years, Godfather for anniversaries and stuff. But I don't know. What about you? When I was a kid, um, I had an uncle that had a ton of money. And we used to always do the do the stuff with him. And I remember that was the first time in my life where you had you know all these forks and all these spoons. Yeah. Where the knives were and how you were supposed to work. Like my mom, yeah. like next to me, would have to tell me what to grab every time. Yeah. The, where, the, where was it, though? It was remember? in Nashville. It was, oh, a, it was, it was gotcha. a place in Nashville. And then, but it was, and I'm sure I've been to a bunch of them over the years when I was younger, like in Beverly Hills and shit. But then yeah. as I got older, I know this is going to sound white trash as fuck. But I, I look <laughs> I look at food a lot as mm-hmm. kind of like the way you put gas in the car. Yeah. Like either way, I'm going to be hungry in four hours. Yeah. So why would I sit there and spend 200 bucks unless I'm trying to get laid? You know what I mean? Right. We did, um, when I lived in London, my dad was buddies with a guy named Peter Stringfellow. And Peter owned the Hippodrome, and he had Stringfellow's Restaurant. And it was right there by Piccadilly. Uh, uh, Hippodrome is probably still there in Piccadilly Circus, and then Stringfellow's was just like two blocks away. And God, that place was great. And the thing that I loved about them, man, you could go in there at one thirty, two in the morning, full service, man. London restaurants, I feel like at that time, you could just go in 4 o'clock in the morning, right? Whatever you wanted. And that was a really, really fun time. So, yeah, I would say probably that. All right, here we go. If you could be a play-by-play announcer for any pro team, who would it be? Uh, I love this. I feel like we did this the other day. I love this. Um that big fan of the guy does Wolves. There are a lot of bad guys. I can't stand the yeah. Nationals guy. I can't stand his home run call. I can't stand Michael Bob K. Bob Carpenter or sucks. Everyone on the Yankees sucks. Yeah, Bob Carpenter. I, I just said the guy on the Wolves needs to go. <laughs> you did? You had yeah, you missed it. I did. I missed it. You asshole. Uh, At least you didn't say Marlins. Then it's uh, the line. I heard, I heard, crossing the line. I heard Glenn I the other day. He was so fucking good. It's great, Glenn right? Was, Glenn's really good. Alan's really good, too. But Glenn, Glenn doing baseball the other day was so fucking good. And listen, all of that is so... Like, I watch Don and Mud. Yeah. Was, I'm so happy for Agler, who I dig. He's just such a good guy. Fuck, he is so good, man. He is so good. David would be... Um, he'd be the voice of the Maple Leafs. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, Can I you mean, do it? Fuck no. <laughs> Dude, all right, here's a guy that's a friend of ours that, I tell you what, I've been more disappointed in him this year than ever. If you tell me it's John Ireland. It's fucking John Ireland. 
God damn it. Dude, I, I think John him. misses the crowd more than anybody else. Yeah. John seems so half asleep and so half assed through the whole thing. It's like he's it's calling bo- a practice game. Dude, he's just bored out of his fucking mind. I'm like, it's LeBron and A D and what are you doing? He, you got he, a ring. It's out yeah, I think he's phoned it in since he got the ring. That's it. He's uh, been a huge disappointment. Damn. Um, uh, what would be yours? Um, it would be baseball for sure. I wouldn't want to be play-by-play. I'd love to be a color commentator. Oh, right. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a play-by-play guy. Um, Can you imagine going to Wrigley every day? That'd be cool. You that'd imagine? be cool. Anything baseball would be cool on one of the elite teams. You know, yeah. the histories, like whether it's the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, any going of those. To, going to crazy. Giants, yeah. going to uh, whatever they call that. Now it's not AT&T. What is it? Um, God damn it. Is it Oracle? Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, one of those would be baseball for sure. Yeah. Football, no desire to ever do no. football. Jesus Christ. I'd be the guy that was telling you left to right on your radio. Dial. You know what? The uh, <laughs> You know who I'm going to reach out to and you tell me. Okay. Uh, we, we talked about doing this forever and we haven't done it. I'm going to reach out to Lewin. I want Lewin to come Yeah, that motherfucker owes us for like two years. Yeah, because he has done baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. He did hockey for Fox when when the NHL was on Fox. He's done them all. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I love Lewin. I'm going to reach out to that maniac and see what he's doing, see if he comes down. Yeah, I think think he probably figures because he was supposed to be part of what was going on at 97.3, and and didn't get a chance to do it. We oh, yeah, tried it. That's right. But dude, he was so goddamn fun during the pandemic. And then UCLA's incredible run this year. Yep. I'm gonna reach out to Lewin and see if he'll come bring his tired act down here. That kid is not <laughs> tired act, right? We gotta yeah, get I'm him in here. All right, you mentioned it a second ago, and I think it's a great question because everyone has one. Okay. What is your go-to on YouTube? Um. Oh. Oh. Uh, Rick Flair interviews. Really? Goddamn. Rick Flair interviews to me, I, I've said this before. They're so goddamn funny because he's so quick to show off the watch and the shoes. I watched one last night and I don't even know who this guy is. I've never heard of him, but he's a different wrestler named Jay Lethal. Now, Jay Lethal is a black professional wrestler. You go, well, why does that matter? Because this guy, Ric Flair's in the middle of the ring, sweating like crazy, right, in his suit. <laughs> and this guy, Jay Lethal, comes down the ramp, and he's got the perfect suit on, the sunglasses, everything else. Dave, he does the most spot-on Ric Flair impression that I have ever heard, and Flair's losing his mind. And this guy is doing... The motions, the voice, the suit, it is fall over funny. And I go, I texted my buddy. I go, who the hell is this guy? My buddy who's into it a lot more than I lost touch with that whole world other than through my son a long time ago. He goes, oh, dude, lethal is unbelievable. <laughs> but I would, I would say if anybody is an old school Ric Flair fan, yeah, those interviews, for you, where are you going? <coughs> my th- <coughs> Sorry. No, I'll start coughing. Um, my big thing was always news bloopers. I don't oh, know. Those, that, are great. those were hilarious. The news bloopers. Lately, I've been hooked into these umpire controversies. Oh, L- like not at the pro level, but like yeah. like parents and kids in little league and yeah. people losing their shit and people getting thrown out all over the place and fights. Parents fights in the middle of baseball fields. 
I, for some reason, I can't stop watching you, them. I'm like, I'm done. And it's, it's three hours later, and I'm watching someone in Virginia beat the shit out of somebody in Virginia. You sent me... Now, my man James Royal and a few of those guys, I have not had any 30-second fights for a while. Um, that kid, uh, Superhuman. Yes. I'm scared for that guy, because it just feels like he's just up in the ante over and over you see again. You do the double jump the other day? Oh, boy. I'm scared for that kid, but um, there there's a handful of things like my son and I will watch um, the barbecue videos. We yeah. like those, like the best. Sam the cooking guy does some really cool ones, and some other guys doing those. And then, but I said I, that guy doing the hot sauce challenge, yeah, was well, guys, you're just sitting there doing this interview, and guys are miserable. That was very funny. Yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff on there that's great. No, it hooks me all the time. Now I'm hooked on these, you know, Instagram videos. Well, you sent me one today that I watched about a thousand <laughs> times, and it was this lady. It's like it's always the security video, like the black and white video, and this woman is walking, and she walks by like a bus stop. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like a random tire comes bouncing into the frame, and this woman sidesteps it to the left. And like it happens every day. Like yes. tires come at me every day. No big deal. I'm just going to step to the left. But then all of a sudden, the tire hits the bus bench and comes back and drills her in the back of the head and drops her like nobody face I've ever seen. Face cement. first. And I said to Costa and you, I said, man, she sidestepped and probably thought, woof, that was close. And then it hits in whammy. She's on her face. Dude, I love random tires. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what? That guy who's pumping gas at the gas station and gets hit by a tire coming off the freeway at like fucking 75 miles an hour. Well, that guy had no chance. But what you think for her? Like, you'd be curious? A, a random tire? Yeah. Like, where is that going? Where did it going? come from? Now, I don't which know. Which car has three tires on it now? Right. I don't know that she has reaction time, Dave. If she turns around, she may take that thing right in the face. She may take right in the face but, it a thousand times. oh god i could stop you guys sent me this shit and i'm just <laughs> fascinated uh, my i don't know it's like our our group text moves it's usually a text and then it pulls over to social media we're in direct messages and uh and anytime i see that blinking notification i'm like oh boy here we go here we go i think Wiss has like jumped out of this thing for a while well he's in heavy negotiations. No He's in heavy negotiations is right. All right. Let me know when you got one last one because I got one other thing to Holy promote shit. tonight. Okay. Too. This is the last one. Here we okay. go. If you could do it all over again and you had to go to high school in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. You had to pick a public school. Which public school would you pick in San Diego to 100%, go to? 100%. I'd go right back to San Diego. You- I absolutely loved every minute. I couldn't be more. Yeah. The teachers were a bunch of bullshitters, but... Um, <laughs> But the coaches that were there, Dan Field, Fritz Muehlthaler, John Cannon, John Davies, Mike Davis, right? Ed Wiley. Man, those guys were so... Craig Bell. God damn, Dave. These guys were so good to me when I was 15, 16, 17 and continue to be friends to this day. I mean, I had some teachers in there that were pretty cool, but I told you, my favorite English teacher that I learned the most from, shit, two years later, he's in jail because he's banging a 17-year-old. Jesus. Who knew? Who knew? Um, 
But yeah, I'd go right back to San Diego. The friends that I made there, my, my pal Tim Griffin and all the rest of them. Yeah, hundred percent. Where would you go? Okay, so it's funny. I was zoned for Beverly Hills High School, but I didn't go Ooh. to school in Beverly Hills. But I love <laughs> probably the weirdest thing about me. My wife gives me shit about this all the time. I love the idea of being in high school. Like uh, high school wasn't a great experience for me, but I loved. Uh, I always love the, the high school movie thing. Like the, the you know, it's like it always looks like everyone's having a great time in these movies. Yeah. And I think okay, what school in San Diego looks like that kind of school? Tory Pines looks like that kind of you school. You son of a bitch. That, I know how Tory about that. Pines East is a that, fucking joke. East likes that school. I know when Josh went there, it was like, dude, I was telling him, you went to a high school movie school. Like, uh, San Diego, let me Benita's remind you. And Benita's great where I'm at from talking to the kids, but I, I, I don't know anything about Benita. La Casa Canyon looks cool. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> what about Carlsbad? Carlsbad's not bad. Carlsbad's not bad. For yeah. some reason, I think I'd stay away from Orange Glen. <laughs> Salisbury? <laughs> I would stay away from Orange Glen just because of Salisbury. <laughs> I would not. Dude, I'd stay away from Tory Pine. Jesus Christ. Can anybody play outfield in this game? <laughs> this <the> entire game. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, looks like Alan Horton at OTL. Um, listen, you can go to Tory Pines. Let's think about who came from there. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Hawk. Whoosh, whoosh. Mama skateboard. Whoosh. Hey, Dave, I think that's a great choice. You know, I went there, six foot seven, 270 pounds. I was the kicker on the team. John Olive, I hang you know out with him. Straight all on. You know, John kicked straight on, Quintero. Of course he did. Single bar, <laughs> fucking Mark Mosley. Dude, I'd go for a John Quintero football picture. <laughs> right? I'd put it right on this fucking wall. <laughs> Let's dude. find it. John Olive, he went there. You want to hang out with him all day? <laughs> Let's go back to San Diego. Tom Dempsey. Yeah. Half, had a, half a foot. <laughs> and fucking kicks it 63 yards under fucking below sea level. By the way, not nearly as big as Coach Cantera. Played both offensive and defensive line for the Mustangs. Is that right? Yes. Fucking brought it. How did he get off the ball? Lightning fast. <laughs> with a half a foot? Quick first step. Was he born that way with half a foot? or did, No, did he, he went to accident? the mall and had it no, done. No, you asshole. <laughs> I didn't say he went to Claire's. I'm saying, did he fucking, did he yes. have an accident? Okay. I think uh, it's a crazy question. Well, goddamn, we're not, it's not footloose up there. It's, it's not the working mall. on tractors. God, pull your head out. Okay. How many guys do you know with half a foot? And missing a left hand that could kick a ball 63 yards? Yeah. Do you know a lot of them? I know one, okay. Tom Dempsey. <laughs> okay. Did he wear a full shoe when he was a kid he growing up? He fucking need it. He wore a shoe just big enough to kick ass, and he did it. God rest his soul. Eddie Vedder. Who the fuck did Tory have? Jason Mraz? Huh? Did Flan go down there? Flan actually coached at San Diego. So did Blackjack McDowell. So did he. I heard a crazy Blackjack McDowell story. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Hang on. I got to tell you one more that I almost forgot. You go ahead and go to Tory Pines. You know who else is from San Diego that we never mention? And I should. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski. Really? Yes. And her dad was a teacher there. She is goddamn San Diego alumni. Wow. And of course me. <laughs> Who else went to San Diego? A bunch of other. Are you in the high school hall of fame over there? Fuck no. They hate me. <laughs> You're so nice. I never figured that out. I know, right? You're so nice when you talk about them. Well, I tried to help them rebuild the goddamn radio studio there. And the dipshit well, principal. Now. 
Well, fuck him. Jesus Christ. Let's go. Uh, one quick thing. Have you got anything else? No, that's it. I wanted to mention this today. So uh, I say this all the time. I have a very good friend in Toronto. Her name is Joe Carlo. She's so goddamn cool that uh, she has a friend uh, named Fred who has an insanely cool clothing line called Overkill. And Dave, they make my all-time favorite hoodies, sweatpants, the whole thing. But I can't get them here in the States. For whatever reason, Freddie doesn't have it set up. Everything is Canada only at this point, right? Can't ship over here? He won't ship over here. That lazy fuck. God damn it, Fred. So I have said to Joe a couple of different times for both my sons, myself, and then recently for Mother's Day, for my ex-wife, I said, hey, want to get hoodies? Um, Let me know how I can do it. She sends them and will not accept any money. And it, we have friends like this all the time. And for us, They're it makes... Best huh? They're our best friends. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave, there's a part of you where you go, you just want to live life low maintenance, right? You yeah. don't want to do well, that. I don't want to... Friends owe, look out for friends. But I don't want to owe people money the whole thing. So she had just sent my ex-wife a hoodie and a very nice card for Mother's Day. It showed up the other day. So I sent her a note today. I go, hey, how much do I owe you? Like, let me just pay for this. Of course, she fucking ignores it because she's a pain in the ass. So I said, listen, this is what I'm going to do. If you will not take money for the sweatshirt, can I please donate money to a charity in your name? She writes back. She says, I love it. I go, great. Pick the charity. She said, I like the story you tell me about your friend helping the homeless in San Diego. I said, that's my boy, Bob McElroy. I sent her a little link on the Alpha Project. She goes, yeah. that works. And I said, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to donate 100 in your name, and I'm going to match it. I'm going to send over 200 bucks. I text Bob. I go, hey, Bob, I'm thinking about you. Continues to just be amazing what our friends and our you know friends or family here, what our pals at the Alpha Project do. I said, listen. I'm sending you 200 bucks tonight. I kind of filled him in on the story. He goes, God, that's great. I said, hey, uh, we're going to try to do another event on August the 1st. I said, in a COVID world, it's tough to do. But I said, if we can pull it off, you absolutely know you'll be one of the benefactors. He said, we're completely in. So that motivates me even more because of how much I appreciate those guys. But we say it all the time. That if we are lucky enough to be in a situation where you are not laying out money for concert tickets and maybe you're not going to as many Padre games as you went to before, you're not seeing movies and you've got an extra 25 or you've got an extra 30 bucks, it doesn't matter. What Bob and his team do every day for our neighbors, our brothers, our sisters that have fallen on hard times is off the charts. Everybody you meet down there does it with an amazing attitude. They do it with love. They do it respect for those people, and I could not be more proud that this show is associated with them and that they love this show. So I just wanted to say it was the best 200 bucks I've spent in a long time. I did it for Joe, who my family loves very much. She's thrilled to do it. But if you're out there and you're thinking about it, just send a note to the Alpha Project. You can go right to alphaproject.org. And uh, like I said, they just they, you don't see them out promoting themselves often the news channels will go out there because they know the story but if you go to alphaproject.org you can just donate right there and this is the other thing i love 
Sometimes when you go to these websites and you go to donate and it's, oh, donate 25, donate 50, donate $25,000. Bob's website, I think it's 10, 20. It might be 5, 10, 20, or I swear, David's like 10, 20, 40 or other. Yeah. Uh, you can do it as a one time. You can do it as occurring. But like I said, a lot of us are living a good life. And then there are a lot of us that right now are struggling. Thank God that Bob and his team are there. I just wanted to say how much we love the Alpha Project. We're thrilled to be a part of them. And uh, I look forward to hopefully all of us getting back together for a welcome back party on August 1st. Maybe we can throw a little dough to the uh, the family over there at Alpha. That'd be fantastic. All right, we'll be back on Monday, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great sports weekend, as they say. Bye-bye.